Welcome back to a bonus episode of Mean Girl Pod. You're so excited. We're in LA. We're in a new studio, not like a new studio. Yeah, you guys better run to YouTube right now because the studio looks familiar. We're in the This Is The Worst podcast studio. I was just telling Alex that I get so excited when we record a new studio. I know, and we've been doing that a lot lately, so <laughs> we're no short on the excitement of like, new studio, new studio. People really uh, love to comment that they're like, oh, another new studio? We're like, we're still trying to figure it out. And we might have it figured out, so stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Also, um, yeah, just th- get ahead of it. This grease stain, man. <laughs> There's nothing worse than like, what is it? So, I don't know. Cause, cause though, the, okay. So Jordan is showing you if you're on YouTube, like she's got one of those stains on like a dark sweatshirt, but they stay forever. Like even if you wash it, it's still. What is it? I thought it was water. Like I was so convinced it was water, but it's not. No, it's not. It's one of those, and it's not. It's not grease, but like it is. But like you didn't drop like a. I just I have that on so much stuff, and I can't explain what it is. I don't know what it could be. I'm, it's not like a mo- I, I don't know. It's not coffee. Like, it's that substance that stains things when you get it on there. It's like, what? Maybe it's like ketchup. It was ketchup or something. Yeah, with an oil base. Yeah. I know. I hate it, though. It's like RIP to that, though. But now, I know. And now you can see it so well. And now. And now. And then. <laughs> and then. And, then <laughs> and now I can't wear it again. And now this is the last time. So enjoy it while you can. It's going to be in every clip. So you better go to YouTube. <laughs> to see that grease stain. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. And dude, we're big on YouTube. Our YouTube's really growing. So when we hit 100K, Alex and I are going to ha- do something big. We'll go, We'll do a trip. We'll do a 100K trip. Really? Yeah. Um, We'll have a plaque. We'll have a plaque. We'll have a plaque. That YouTube, um, you, you get, they send you like your 100K subscribers and it's like a sick plaque. Oh my God. It's incredible. I saw one when we walked into the studio. How many are we at? I think almost 70. When we left Barstool, we were at like 34. <laughs> I should probably get like the exact number because people will be like, no, you're not. You're not at 70. Um, We are at 69. Oh, don't. You know what? Just leave it, guys. Yeah. Don't go subscribe. We're good. Remember we hit 69 on Instagram? We were like, let's just stay here. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to plateau at the 69 point, please. No, but our YouTube's like really, it's it's big, so it's good. It's yeah. funny. I like it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's going. Cool. <laughs> you know, it's like these random things. Um, it's the little things. The little things in life. So make sure you subscribe, turn the notifications on, and also if you guys could leave a review on Spotify and Apple and YouTube, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Can you leave reviews on YouTube? I have no idea. Just, I don't know. Help us out as much as I you can. I didn't even know you could comment on YouTube until Julie told me the other day. She was like, there's, I was reading the comments and I was like, no shit. <laughs> Trust me. If a social media platform has an area for a comment, they will make it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they will be left. Um, okay, let's talk about today's episode. Yeah, so today's a very exciting episode. We have a very, very, very fun guest. Fun and funny. Do you want to do like a <clears> little, <throat> oh wait, can I just say one thing before we get into it? Yes. From going forward, you're not allowed to drive with a clip in your hair anymore. Why? Have you not seen that apparently hundreds of girls go to the hospital because they wear clips in their ha- hair and then they will like get in a car accident or slam on their brakes and the <gasps> clip, I don't want to be too graphic, but literally will like go into their head and they'll have to get it surgically removed. That's a real thing. I 100% believe that because I have this like graphic image right now of if we were to break you think the earrings would do the same thing, though. 
into my skull, but not really. The clip, these things too, like you can't break a clip. I actually like totally believe that. So Alex is wearing a claw clip and what happens is the claw part of the clip, if you like, think about if you slam on your brakes or you get rear-ended, your head slams back into the seat. The clip, the claw clip of the clip goes into your head. People are dying. Yeah, or having to get it surgically removed. Oh, Duh. If I had to get that surgically, yeah. It's so funny the things that are, um, that we should know more about that we don't know. Did you crack your phone screen? Well, maybe if you went on TikTok, you would. Um, True. My phone screen's been cracked for a long time. Oh, tragic. I'm sorry. That's okay. Thank you, though. Prayers to the phone screen. But you should probably go on TikTok more. <laughs> I should do a lot of things more. That is one of them. I will go scroll. Um, okay, Brittany. Yes. Okay, so we're having Brittany Schmidt on, and then we're having Brittany Furlan Lee on. And you might be wondering to yourself, why are you having them on separate? And I said the same thing. And, the, and then I told her. <laughs> and I said, I don't know about that. But we they're such dynamic human beings. Like the this is the worst pod is incredible. And you guys love it. Like we get I think we get just like such phenomenal feedback on it. But the two of them separately, like we get to we get more juice for the squeeze there. Yeah. Because it's like we want to get to know them individually. Yeah. And I feel like when people are co-hosts together, you don't always get that individual spin about getting to know them. And since you see them every Wednesday, which and if you don't definitely make sure you're listening. Now you get to see like their individual bios told with us their stories totally so we're about to have schmidt on we call her bs and <laughs> the just media team refers to her as bs and bfl that's the one rule uh, just media you have to go by your initials yeah <laughs> abjw bs and bfl um and it is a mouthful but if you guys don't know which i i really think i think a lot of our listeners have listened to this is the worst um because it's it's the way that they structure their podcast is we have a prompt every week and it's like the worst breakups or the worst job and they riff on their personal stories and then listeners write in and it's I'm bur I'm just like burping over here. I'm just like burping up my turkey sandwich. Um, and then people write in and they riff on this audience submission. So it's like totally different. But like they got some of these episodes. I mean, they, they were in 30 publications in January. Like they really just. They're like le legit big deals. They're stirring up the internet. And they're just like stirring up the internet. And the feedback is people feel like they're their big sisters that have no filter. Yeah. And I think that's like very accurate. Um, So Brittany Schmidt is an author. She is a comic, which I always thought we called them comedians, but she is a comic. Oh, I, th I was going to say comedian. Yeah, a comic, a comedian, a comic. Um, And she is a podcaster. She is, I, we're going to talk about this, but the way I got to know her was we went to Paris together and she is very dynamic, really in touch with herself, like a wonderful human being and really funny, really fun, really endearing and sweet. Um, and just a blast and a very genuine good friend. So I'm excited to have her on today. Yeah. And also too, just like bringing the JM Just Media family together. <laughs> Everything is an initial. <laughs> like the JMH family. And we call their podcast Tits Dub. <laughs> this is the worst dub. <laughs> so with that being said, let's welcome on Brittany Schmidt to the pod. Woo! Brittany, get your ass in here. <laughs> Brittany, we're ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hit the cheer button, so. Did you? Oh, whoa. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, hi. Hi. Welcome to the pod. Oh my God, thank you guys. This is so fun. I love this. One big JMH family. We like your studio. Oh. 
I like it too. <laughs> Thank you for letting us borrow it. Oh my god, of course. So Anything. we we were gonna have you guys on together, mm-hmm. you and Britt, mm-hmm. and then we were like, no, because you're such you're so dynamic apart. So then we were like, we got to get we're to know two them. Big personalities. Imagine the four of us in the room. I know it would be oh, that's un- scary. insufferable. You know, Brandon, and just all of us <laughs> screaming over each other. <laughs> just, uh, all the guys would be like off, <laughs> just like no. screeching the yeah. entire time. Well, do you remember what Brandon said to us though? He was like, "So we're gonna break, we're gonna break them apart." And I was like, "No, we're not. They got to go on together." <clears throat> and he was like, "Okay, so imagine the four of you in the room. You and Jordan would get steamrolled." Yeah. <laughs> That's like so true. Steamrolled. Yeah. Like we just wouldn't be talking. Yeah, we would edit you guys out. <laughs> we would cut just... you out. You'd be like, on this episode of Me Girl Pod, it's just the guests. Just, this you is the worst get episode. Up and leave. <laughs> just, we just walk out, go get a cheeseburger. We just put it out for you guys. Yeah. Like it's just your episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're like crying. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, that's oh. so funny. Um, okay, okay, so. <laughs> Okay, you guys. <laughs> Who's got a plan here? Okay. <laughs> Jordan has the plan. I don't have any plans. So I have a question for you, too. Yeah. So the reason we're all in this room together is because you and Alex met. But I need to know. I don't even know the story of how you guys know each other. So we need to, like, take it back a few months. Hey, Mean Girl Pod listeners. This episode is brought to you by Lola Vive, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. You know, hair so iconic, it needs no introduction. She, in general, needs no introduction. Imagine this, Jen got tired of the same old struggles that we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola Vive, the dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer, coloring, heat, styling, stress, aging, etc. So true. The list goes on. Over time, it takes a toll. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look and the damage of the hair, but also shield your locks for the future harm, offense, not defense. In her Lola Vives bestseller, the Colt Classic Glossing Detangler, that's my favorite. I actually think you loved it too. Yeah, yeah I use that a lot. And the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They aren't just styling products. They're your hair's new best friends. And here's a treat for you, our awesome listeners. For a limited time, you can get an exclusive 15% off your entire order at lolavive.com. That's L-O-L-A-V-I-E.com. Just insert code Mean Girl at checkout. I mean, if you're taking hair care advice from Jennifer, why not listen to the one who introduced us to the Rachel Cut and just recently introduced us to, well, Lola V. Hello, full circle moment. Enjoy. I mean, it's truly crazy. It is like one of the most insane friendships I've ever forged in a good way, in a great way. But like this guy that DM'd me after I did a barstool show, a KFC show about like wanting a Rolex, DM'd me being like, I can get you a Rolex, whatever. The conversation ultimately went nowhere. And then he randomly hit me up again and was like, this girl is starting her own network. She might be interesting for you to talk to for podcasting. And I was in the middle of talking to a bunch of different networks for our podcast. And so I had a call with Alex and then the call was great. It was like 30 minutes, though. It was really short. It was nothing crazy. And then I hung up the phone and I was like, I had like this download from the universe that was like, you should go to Paris with this girl. It's crazy. Wait, Tru- no. Did she ever flight booked in somebody? No, no. Oh, no. I didn't know she was going to Paris. And I literally was like, that's a crazy thought. We're going to not acknowledge that. But it was like a literal thought, like, go to Paris with this girl. And I was like, that's insane. And then a week or two later, she's like, should I go to Paris? And I was like, you have to go. Here's my recommendations. Still didn't fully invite myself yet. <laughs> and, then, and then once I realized that my schedule aligned where I was going to be in Toronto, I literally was in Toronto on tour. And I was like, 
I'm halfway to Paris. She's going to be in Paris tomorrow. I was like, I'm coming to fucking Paris. And we went to Paris and like had the best time, which is insane because traveling with somebody is insane. Like, yeah, I went to Paris the year before with a girl that I had been friends with for years and years and years, and we just didn't travel well together. It's such a risk. But her and I, it was just so fucking easy. Traveling can break a friendship. Totally. And and it f- turns out it can also like make one. Yeah. Like I had my lactose attack where yeah. I was just like, texting her like, I'm on the floor just like dead. And, and I was we, on the boat. She's like <laughs> on this boat her. that we like paid for. Yeah. It was just so cool. And I was like, I can't get there. And then she just like talked the boat driver into pushing it later. Mm-hmm. Just it was so easy to be and traveling like and I also kind of don't. I would never share a room with somebody, really. Yeah. I would know. I was shocked when I heard this story because I was like, Alex doesn't do this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, we like, didn't share a room. Like, no, it's not like sorry. we were in bed together. Like, no, we had like, like rooms that were joined and we could open when we wanted to <laughs> and close when we wanted to. Like, I the first night, you literally go, bye, and like just shut the doors. And yeah. I was like, thank God. Like, <laughs> it's not like, good night, good night. It was just yeah. like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to masturbate. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> That's what you said. And I was like, word. And she just like, yeah. shut the doors. Yeah. So it was like so easy. Like, was it, I need to know, like, did you guys get off flights at the same time? Like, how? <laughs> How did you see each other in Paris? Like, oh I God. remember you had a live show in Philly. And it's when I posted like London or Paris. Mm. I was like, where do I go? Because like, I just needed to go somewhere. It was like post-divorce. And I was like, I got to prove to myself that like, I'm free. And I remember you texted me and you're like, listen, I'm going on in Philly. And like, actually, I'm supposed to go on right now. I'm, I'm on the side of the stage, but it really needs to be Paris. And I've got Rex for you. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then she just sent them to me. And then... You were like, I might do it, I might not. And you said, who are you going with? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going with anyone. So, like, I, like, really wanted you to come because I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I've never gone alone. And so then she booked it. And yeah. you just sent me a screenshot and you were like, I'm going. Well, the crazy thing is I booked my ticket to Paris, which was, you know, not bad. It was like $1,100, but I did look at the return flights. But it was a one-way. I got a one-way flight to Paris. And then when I was looking at the return flights, because it was so last minute, they were like six grand for fucking economy. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not taking a direct flight from Paris to LA. So I had to like break it up and take. But I was like, oh, but it, it all ended up working out. It was it was fucking perfect. It was so fun. And she knows a lot about Paris. Mm-hmm. So I had a tour guide. OK, which yeah. was really nice. That's really nice. And the best thing you did was you didn't overplan. No. So we would wake up and we would yeah. just like walk around <clears throat> and go to coffee shops and like immerse yourself in the culture that way. And I, I, if I would have gone by myself, I would have overplanned and done like museums and things. Mm-hmm. But the best way to do it's the way we did it. Yeah. And so, because I've been like eight times at this point, so I know now that just like walking around and seeing the city is the best part of the city. It's yeah. not about like, yeah, you can go to the Louvre, but you need three days to really get through the Louvre. Like, it's just not. And also, like, it's kind of a snore. It's kind of fucking boring unless you're really into like art history, which I'm not. I'm like, okay, a guy's like little dick in a sculpture. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Like, you know. So I feel like we had so much fun. Except for remember on my way out there when my friend from Toronto we'll call it friend, whatever, a guy I know from Toronto. <laughs> I asked him if he had any sleeping pills because I was like, I need to sleep on this flight. And he's like, yeah, I have really strong sleeping pills. And I was like, okay, great. And he gave me, I didn't Google it before. I just trusted my friend gave me a sleeping pill. And when I was on the plane and I was losing my mind, like I felt like, you know, when you see a crackhead (laughs) on the street, that's like crawling out of their skin like this, like they're trying to get out of their skin. 
Like that was the whole flight, and I was. <laughs> were you actually doing that yes. on the flight? I couldn't stop. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't stop. It was like for two hours. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like did the people next to you were they like, what the fuck? Luckily, there was an empty seat next to me. I was in like premium economy and then the 20 something year old next to me I think thought like I was having a psychotic break. <laughs> and then when I got, I got to Paris I googled it and I'm like what the fuck did he give me? It was like a high dose antipsychotic. <laughs> and I was like I think it actually made me crazy. <laughs> just like holy like, fucking shit couldn't control her body no, and so and then i'm like meeting her for the first time so i just had to be like really honest i was like hey um, i'm a little weird right now because i took a like high dose antipsychotic on the way over here i was like who did i go to paris with yeah. Yeah, she's like i didn't google it and i'm like i don't think i'd google it like yeah. i don't really know oh my god so then i remember i drank like an espresso i'm like we can't weird this girl out <laughs> tweaking for like a whole hour it was so scary it was one of those trips where you're like oh, i'm i'm gonna be like this forever this is just my life oh can you imagine just <sighs> being bad. like you you really wanted to crawl out of your own skin yeah oh oh i just i was trying to get out hearing the whole like shell of this story i'm like you guys are setting yourself up for a disaster not knowing each other drug trip Going to a foreign country. It could have been so... It really could have been so bad. But it was like so... The other other thing we did was we went to... The person that connected us um, made us a reservation in Paris at this Michelin star. (laughs) What? Like very... You can't get in. Yeah. Can you not? Because... I think we could have got in. <laughs> and we didn't check if you could get in or not. Yeah, I think we could have probably got in. I bet we could have got in. Most exclusive restaurant yeah. in Paris. So we're like dressed like to the nines like hookers. Hookers. So like, like, I, it's like the it's we have photos on Instagram yeah. and like you're in like ash shorts and I have like no, yeah. bla- nothing under my blazer. It was like a black blazer. I think yeah. so. I remember that. I liked it. Quick pause to talk about Magic Spoon. I had a friend text me today, Hames, and she was like, give me the real rating on magic spoon and i was like it's unbelievable i'm in my roommate eat it and she was like wait this is so good it's too good to be true like it's just cereal reimagined and growing up cereal it was the best part of being a kid oh my god yeah and now it's like you can't eat that because it's not good for you and then enter the high protein less sugar magic spoon they like they did it right it's literally so amazing the cocoa flavor it's so it it is it's so good. Okay, so speaking of the variety pack, four flavors: cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. I am a. I actually recently uh, mixed frosted and peanut butter, and it was great. Ooh. This pack has zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs. Only a hundred and forty calories a serving. It's high protein, zero grams of sugar, keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, and soy free. It's like. I don't know. I just like walk around this box. I, I don't know how they do it. I told you when they we got the email, I replied back to the girl and was like, I'm obsessed. Go to magicspoon.com slash mean girl to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code mean girl at checkout to save $5 off your order, which if you actually do the math on that, that's a great discount. Um, and Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. We love this. It's backed by 100% happiness guaranteed. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you on your money. No questions asked. That is a risk-free purchase. So 
high protein, low sugar cereal at magicspoon.com slash mean girl and use the code mean girl to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode and existing. And I had the shiny skirt on. Like, did you have the all green on? Yes. Yeah, we looked like we were going to the club for sure next. Because a lot of the restaurants in Paris are like you do dress like this. And we get to this restaurant and it's very old Paris, very old school. <laughs> and we like open, we, like, like walk into the kitchen kind of. Yeah. And we're like, this isn't right. And they're like, this is right. Reservation. And we're like, yeah. And everyone in there, there how many tables? 12. <laughs> 12 and tables. they fucking were all in sweaters and they smelled like mothballs. And we, they were looking at us like everyone's necks broke when we walked in. And then there was this girl, this couple next to us that was clearly like on a honeymoon or something. And the guy was staring at us. Just kept looking over. And she was furious. Cause I'm like, yeah, she's in a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> she's itchy. She's overheating. She's eating fucking frog legs. Like she's not happy. And they sat us on the same side of the booth facing out. So we saw all 12 tables yeah. and all 12 tables were just like, I hate these. Yes. Like we were the American stereotype. Yeah. And we're like, we've both never had frog legs. Yeah. Can we, like, can we start with those? And the waiter's just like, sure. And we're like, yeah. Okay. They didn't break character. No. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so And funny. then the table next us. to us though, they had our backs. This guy's like, do I hear an accent? And we're mm. like, mm. and he's like, I'm from Bama. And we're like, yeah. no. We're like, roll tide. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. Roll tide. So, like, I know when you guys were on the trip, you bonded over both being divorced. Because mm. uh, were you divorced in your early 30s, like, when you were 30? Uh, Yeah, no, no, no. I was still married at 30. I got divorced, like, uh, it was finalized a year in March of last year. It was finalized, but we we split up in September of the year before. So, it's, like, going on two years. Okay. Divorce, yeah. So, I feel like you guys truly bonded over that during your time like was there like how did that come up or did you guys talk about that before the trip well on the call our first call we talked about it did we yeah we we <laughs> talked we did that came up and i just remember that was like a point of synergy but in paris <clears throat> sorry in paris i remember i brought it up to you and i was like i still can't process it and you were mm -hmm. like well duh yeah. And you made me feel so normal about it because I didn't really have anybody else that was like my age that had been divorced and you were further along in the process. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to you. I was like, you know, I just feel like some of my friends back at home and I was like struggling with all these things. And I remember you told me to literally like cut the tie. You were like, you can't worry about anybody. Yeah. And like you owe nobody anything and like everything you're doing is OK. And I was mm -hmm. like, whoa. And it was just simply hearing that from like not my therapist. Yeah. That made me feel so it was like Paris for me ended up being really healing. Mm -hmm. Just just because we would be at dinner and we would just talk, talk, talk. And then we would kind of walk into the divorce stuff. And mm -hmm. you felt a lot of a lot of the same emotions I felt. Mm -hmm. um, even even when I was here like a month ago, I remember we were out at a patio and I was like, I just feel some emotions still. And I remember you were like. Um, you can still be like mourning your in-laws mm -hmm. and like that's normal and I was just like oh so I'm she just like reminds me that I'm human yeah. all the time and I need that yeah I think people think when you get divorced it's like the uh, the feelings end then you know what I mean like it's over it's like no you're still like it's a huge loss like it doesn't matter if it wasn't right if the person if it wasn't working out, it doesn't matter. It's like that was a part of you that was a part of you for a really long time. Nobody expects you to be over it tomorrow. 
And just because you did make the right decision and the best decision for yourself doesn't mean it's easy. Like it's fucking hard. Getting divorced is hard. And especially when you think about what everyone's thinking about me. What do my parents think? What do people back home think? It's like, fuck everyone. Like, what do the people think that are in miserable marriages? What do the people think that are hanging on for the wrong reasons? Like, why do you care what people think of you? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I don't really take advice from anyone whose life I don't want. And and I don't really want that many people's lives, to be honest, that aren't my own. I'm pretty happy. So it's like, you know, I saw that in you too, where you're just like, you're going through it still. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, you literally just got divorced. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 why am I still sad? I'm like, it's been 36 hours since you had a husband. That's why you're sad. <laughs> like, like, you'd be a sociopath yeah, if you were fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you del- and you kind of always deliver it like that. Like, she has this like powerful and then wraps it up with just and then you're like laughing yeah <laughs> and so you're like oh okay i digested that so i felt when i went there i felt so like balled up kind of and like a knot and then you just slowly i was just made me feel normal yeah and it just so that was like a big bonding point yeah. i remember you coming back and you you seemed so much brighter and happier like i didn't know exactly what happened yet but she was like i met Brittany's so great. She talked to me about divorce. And I was like, it was only a few days, so I didn't really think about it. But when you came back, you literally seemed like a happier, less stressed. Like, your aura just seemed brighter. Like, I could feel the energy was just better around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it was so... Brittany's like, I got nothing out of it. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> great. Oh, no, I loved it. I came back. It was the same thing. I was at the end of a really hard tour. Like, I did my first headlining tour last year, and it kicked my fucking ass. And I needed to just like unplug and press pause and take time for myself. And that's what Paris always is for me. It's time for myself. I'm like eating croissants until my pants don't fit. (laughs) Like it's just like drinking coffee, looking at the Eiffel Tower. It just feels good to be there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love like that we hit it off. That was so fucking lucky and great. But also like. I do think divorce and the stigma around divorce is just so insane. It's like, how how is everyone getting divorced and we're still like shaming people for doing it? Mm-hmm. Like it's like the percentages are out there. Like I remember I saw something on Instagram recently where it's like 56% of marriages end in divorce. And then like if you factor in the people that stay in a marriage because of the kids, stay in the marriage because of the money, stay in the marriage for the wrong reasons. It's like how many marriages are really, truly happy, functioning full marriages it's probably like eight (laughs) percent right it's so fucking low and then we still have like this crazy stigma about people who can't make it work and it's like nobody is fucking making it work and if they are they're sacrificing like a big part of themselves a lot of people are not happy in marriages so it's like i'm really proud of you for getting out like it's fucking hard it's really hard when the person is great the situation is great the family is great everything's great and it just doesn't work because that's so much harder for people to walk away from that's what it that's what, uh, the other thing was like both of our exes were great yeah great. so it, it wasn't like we were dealing with you know one was abusive it right. was like a lot of the same um but i forgot you were coming off your tour yeah that so she because i know you want to know all about like how she got yeah. started so i forgot about this because i got to hear a lot Such about a good it transition oh, I'm trying to get better about my transition <laughs> i used to be like and the next thing on the list <laughs> is <laughs> anyway don't be like that's not even a bridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i asked alex that today i was like i want to know all about that and she was like it's such a cool story how Brittany got started is it well i thought it was cool how you started in corporate <laughs> america and then it's like you wanted to do it 
And your ex got to have like, a part in that. What yeah. did you do in corporate America? Uh, so I worked in advertising for eight years, maybe nine years. Uh, so yeah, when I moved out to LA, I worked at um, Kobe Bryant's ad agency called Zambezi, and I was a copywriter. And then they, when they wanted to bring me on full time, they didn't have room for a copywriter, so they got me into creative recruitment, which was like right next to being creative, but not creative. So that little part in like inside of me that wanted to be creative still was on fire. And then I got a DUI, and I couldn't afford therapy, and I had to go to jail. <clears throat> No big deal. And then... Oh, this guy so wait, did you actually go to the jail? Yeah, I went to jail for 30 days. Really? What? Yeah. In LA? In LA, yes. I got the DUI in Arizona, and they have zero tolerance laws for DUIs. So I came from Wisconsin, where you can get six DUIs before they like call your landline, and they're like, hey, stop it. You know? <laughs> so when I got a DUI in Arizona, they're like, you're going to jail. I'm like, no, I'm not. I was like smiling ear to ear in my mugshot. I'm like... <laughs> like I have arrived and everyone's like no you're going to jail and I was like no I'm not <laughs> let's talk about Athena Club guess who put the razor in the shower you did finally I know what you're talking about isn't it incredible okay the best part is the 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 best part's the razor but the clip the little magnetic clip yeah I'm like so in wait has Harrison touched your legs in shaving yes because you kept talking about so I shaved with it and I was like feel and he was like glossy right Okay, guys, I am guilty of this. I was using like the Dwayne Reed razors. Ew. No, I'm so much cooler now. So <laughs> Jordan's been talking about it and I just, I'm a little slower to- And less razor bumps. It's like a whole new- It's incredible. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So goodbye, cheap razor era because yes. it's official. We have both moved on. And here's the thing. The price is incredible. The Athena Razor Kit is an absolute steal at $10. Like the packaging alone, I was like, this thing's got to be $50. do not let the price fool you though. because, And that's also, like that is better price than most of the cheap razors you would go buy. Yeah. So it actually makes total sense. Um, the magnetic hook is, I can't, I, I didn't realize what that was going to do for me. It doesn't fall out of your hand. It's the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> and the quality, the razor glides effortlessly, and it's so true. Five precision engineer blades. The blades are perfectly spaced out to let the hair pass through with each stroke, and you'll experience less irritation, which so true, which is always a win in our book. So I, we just can't say enough good things about this razor. I'm obsessed. Um, ready to upgrade your shaving experiences? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award-winning razor and body products and get 20% off your purchase with code MEANGIRL at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. That's worth it. Yeah. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. I'm white. I have no priors. <laughs> like, I'm not going to jail. And they're like, no, you're going to jail. And then I didn't realize how bad it was. And... um I got a lawyer and then I went there and sure enough, they're like, you're going to jail for 30 days. You're either doing it here in Tent City or Beverly Hills has like a pay to stay program where if you have a job, you can go there and get released for work. So I did that and I went to jail for 30 days and I was really depressed, but I wasn't willing to stop drinking. I still was drinking. I was like going back to jail drunk. It was kind of crazy. They didn't like breathalyze you before you would come back? No, I was so arrogant too. I was like driving myself drunk to jail and making them like validate my parking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back! <laughs> like, I came back one day with the tattoo. Like one day I was like took an Ambien and like stayed up and tripped balls. Like I was really wild. Um, <laughs> no, and by that I mean like a full-blown alcoholic. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, I couldn't afford therapy and I needed it. And my friend was like, you're funny. You should try comedy. And I was like, I can't. No, like I could never get on stage and do comedy. And he's like, I took this class. It teaches you how to write. You should take it. And then he ended up quitting. He was working with me at the ad agency and he ended up quitting to go perform for the troops overseas. He was like going to go do comedy full time. And he would call me every day and be like, did you sign up for that class yet? Did you sign up for that class yet? And I was like, no, no, no. And then I finally did it to just get him off my back. And then the first time I did comedy, I was like, oh, this is what I was born to do. But I was still so deep in my alcoholism and I couldn't see a world where if I let go of my career, my job, um, I couldn't see a world where I was going to make it like I was going to make ends meet or I was going to make money. And then like once you kind of start climbing the ladder in corporate America, you get more used to the money you're making, you know, so I started making a lot of money like the last full time job I had. I was the head of recruitment for um, Media Arts Lab, which is Apple's agency of record. So I was like at the top, you know what I mean? Like in terms of creative recruitment, there was nowhere else I could go. Like I in, in L.A., I I hit the apex i was just like okay i have arrived and i was miserable mm-hmm. i was fucking miserable and i would do comedy like every once in a while but i wasn't taking it you know seriously and then i finally got to a point where i started to like save enough money and i was like i have to try this i have to try this because if i don't i will regret it and it's not too late yet you know what i mean like i know i i i do kick myself for not going like balls to the walls immediately but i also know that i needed to like get my shit together and get sober. Like, I don't think if I was drinking the way that I was drinking, I could have been an impactful comedian because I was prioritizing the party. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I was like, this is because it is kind of a confusing environment where like people are drinking and partying and you're like, oh, this is fun. And I'm around, you know, famous comedians. And um, I was kind of, I was not prioritizing the right things when I was a younger comic. So I think taking the time, continuing to like, um, build like my financial security and then also get myself sober and get myself mentally in a place to handle comedy is what I needed to do because I don't yeah I just comedy's fucking hard Mm -hmm. and I think if you don't have all your fucking faculties about you you can really get like taken advantage of and run through so yeah it was really hard to leave corporate America because I was making so much fucking money and but I hated it and then once I put out my first special it kind of the universe showed me like I made the right move. So you know were, what I mean? Were you sober when you put out your first special? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that I feel like that's I would have never rewarding. like yeah. I would have never gotten my shit together to even put that out if I wasn't. Like I would turn down shows because it would be like the comedy store. I lived in Venice Beach. The comedy store, for those of you who don't know LA, is like 45 minutes to an hour away in traffic and I was like oh, I can't do that because I'm going to go there and then I'm going to drink and then I have to drive home so I can't drink and drive because I already got a DUI so I would just say no to the show that's how like deep my alcoholism was it was like so fucked so I was like yeah I would have never even just like getting the confidence to say I want to pursue this I wouldn't have done that if I was drinking because I just think I didn't deserve it I love that because I feel like so many people drink like to gain that confidence mm-hmm. that false confidence And that's why people are afraid to stop drinking because they don't think they'll have that to perform or do something different. Yeah. So No, it definitely helps. Like when you're young, when I was young, it really helped me find my confidence. But then the the older I got and the more I drank and the less sexy it was as I was drinking, you know, the more I started like saying things I wish I didn't say and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, 
then it starts to take your confidence away because then every morning you wake up and you're like, what did I say? Whose feelings did I hurt? What bridge did I burn? And it's like, that's not a fucking vibe. So it's like you do then get confidence from every day waking up being like, I didn't do anything fucking crazy yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. It, it does. And that's so interesting. Like it does start to take your confidence. Mm -hmm. Like at first it adds to it, you think. Yeah. And then it's No, not like, you think. It does. Yeah, it for it does. sure does. Yeah. And, and then it kind of starts to run it. Yeah. yeah. And you're you're like, oh my gosh, you have that anxiety. Yeah. But you're special, not the one you just did. No. The last one. Yeah. That was the big one, right? Well, it did it did really well. It performed really well on social media, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Is and it, you're I was telling Jordan this. I, I learned this in Paris about you very quickly, but you know, you journal in the morning, like mm -hmm. you meditate, you really protect your peace. I think you manifest, mm -hmm. but you didn't always do that. No, I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I was yes. drinking, going to jail. Yeah, I was back. drinking myself into an oblivion and then like taking Xanax in the morning to like not feel the pain of the hangover. Um, no, I didn't. I Once I got sober, it's like, yeah, I had to figure out a way to calm my mind down because I didn't think that I had anxiety or depression until I got sober because I was like drinking for all the bad things it did to me, it also did a lot of great things. It was very medicinal. Like, I didn't think I was depressed. I didn't think I would have ever struggled with suicidal ideation, like none of that stuff. And then I stopped drinking and it was just like, boom. Like, they say in the rooms that drinking and using is like driving a station wagon and every time something bad happens, you just throw it in the back seat. That's like when you're drinking and using, throwing it in the back, throwing it in the back. And then when you get sober, it's like slamming on the brakes and everything comes forward. Oh. Like all the feelings I've been throwing in the back for 15 years came forward. So I really struggled with that stuff and I had to figure out how to get back to just like a peaceful state of mind. And meditation, transcendental meditation changed my life. I do not struggle with anxiety anymore. I'll have a panic attack once every two years. I will have 10 bouts of anxiety a year. Like it's... It's just changed the way my brain is wired. It's like, and we're, we're like, that's nice. I know, I'm like, wow, maybe I should try that. <laughs> no, you absolutely should. It, it'll change your life. Didn't you say you were gonna <clears throat> do something and, and your therapist said, no, try drinking water first? I think you told me this, like you were gonna try... Maybe it was, I, I can't remember what you were gonna... Like, oh, it was my sponsor. Like a couple weeks ago when I was having a meltdown about something. I forget I was melting down about something she said drink water and go to bed yeah and it's just like maybe it was that I can't remember what you said but I've drank more water since you told me that um <laughs> but I, I I thought you said you were gonna get on some meds or something and then I thought somebody said no try like drinking water getting sleep and journaling or something maybe I made it up no I don't think you did I can't remember who said it to me but I do know that all of those things have kept me off meds I was on Zoloft for a month and a half when my mom killed herself but other than that I've never been and I didn't like the way it made me feel I was like this is just cloudy right and icky and I was like I think there's some still some stuff I need to work through and a lot of the stuff that I've worked through I've worked through doing the 12 steps or journaling or that kind of stuff I think that's what's so cool is that you're <clears throat> on the outside like really funny people like a lot of people be like oh my gosh she's just hilarious and it's like but she's so dynamic because mm -hmm. you're so in touch with yourself mm -hmm. which a lot of people can be funny but it's really impressive to be funny and then to have this level of depth that you have. Like that, that Thank to me you. is like far and large, by and large, like the most interesting. Oh, yeah. I noticed that watching because obviously we watch every episode of This is the Worst. And I'll, I always have thought that from the first episode, I'm like both you and uh, Brittany Furlan Lee, like you guys have so much 
dynamic like they're so you guys are so dynamic you're both so smart Mm -hmm. so you both share jokes but then you share these like little spits of wisdom even the thing you just said about only take advice from people's life that you want Mm -hmm. i was like whoa that's gonna stay with me for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and i i love that because it's funny but also like I'm learning. Yeah, it's funny, but we're also like in our 30s. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. It would be like a really bad sign if we were like just funny and like, whoa, I sucked a dick last night. That's yeah. all there is to me. You know, like right. it would be a really bad, a big red flag. Quick pause to talk about apostrophe because what is more bad for your confidence than you not loving your skin? Nothing. And we talked about this. You used apostrophe, which let me talk about what it is really quick. It's an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized treatment for your acne or for whatever your skin, your unique skin situation is. Okay, so you used it. Give us an update. Yeah, so I hate going to appointments mm-hmm. and I don't have the time. So I, and I struggle with rosacea so badly. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try apostrophe. And I just went online, used Code Mean Girl, and they put me in touch with the doctor. I described what was wrong with my skin. I sent them pictures. I described it. They sent me options of what I could take. I got to pick the like the topical topical cream, the the medication. They sent it to me and it was literally took 10 minutes out of my day. And you said, and now you have the products and you love them? I love them. I like, I'm so happy with how they're working. I didn't have to leave my apartment. This was incredible about it. It was just, it saved me so much time. So through apostrophe, Jordan's describing this, but you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne and your skin problems. All you have to do is fill out a consultation online about your skin goals and your medical history, snap a few photos, a few selfies, and then a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. That's incredible. It took me literally five minutes. It's honestly a really good idea because you don't, it's, and dermatologists are hard to get into. So hard. And it's expensive. Okay, so we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit only for $5 at apostrophe.com slash mean girl when you use our code mean girl, which you used to love that. That's a savings of $15. The code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash mean girl and click Get started. Then use our code MeanGirl at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. How is, is the podcast kind of giving you that voice of doing things other than just jokes all the time? Like, why did you decide to start the podcast? I love it. You know, I love Brittany so much and we have so much fun together. And, you know, the podcast is now just our voice notes that we usually send back and forth every day just coming to life like we her and I I haven't bonded with somebody that quickly in in a really long time like we only met last year and we became fast friends like I feel like last year I literally prayed to make new girlfriends because like my ex-husband was my family in LA Mm. and I didn't really have anyone here so it felt kind of empty and I was like okay I, I set the intention last year to make friends and I was like if I don't make friends here I'll move to New York try comedy there move to Austin try comedy there something just something different and I prayed to make good girlfriends and I made you and you. Now you're <laughs> part of it. And Brittany and Allie Colbert all last year. And like yeah. those are those are like sisters to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like such, such good friends. So Britt and I, yeah, she had a podcast a few years ago and she was like, I want to bring it back with this new spin on it. And she told me about it and I loved the idea. And then we started kind of pitching it. And then she kind of was like, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. And I was like, can I still do it? Because I love the idea. And she's like, yeah. And then I ran it around. And when I got this offer, she kind of came back around and she was like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. And it's just been 
It's been great. I mean, like, there's, of course, there's some people who fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> Good, though. But, you yeah. need that. You need, yeah, you need polarity. Um, but it's been just, like, a good way. Also, I feel like people are terrified of me now because, like, I've kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I've kept my mouth shut my whole life, and it's not shut anymore. We like, are... the boys are shaking. The boys are fucking scared. Just about on that. the way here, we were like, we got to give it to her, like, you? Because, okay, the first thing I want to touch on is how we were talking about how you're so smart. You guys are able on the podcast to talk to go like seven layers deep on a subject. Yeah. Like we'll be like crying, laughing, and then before we know it, we're like the root cause of like where it came from. And we're like, oh my God, like it's this like crazy journey in your head. But you have told some shit on that podcast, mm -hmm. but in a really good way. Like you haven't had a filter. Yeah, and I was it's thinking incredible. about that the other day, and I was like, I think it might need to start filtering some stuff. No, <laughs> you're. It's like you're lit. You're. You're like aspirational. You are. You're doing yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, but I would love to show you some of the texts that I'm getting from guys that are like, "Hey, I would love to see you, but please keep this between us." And I'm like, "Oh, the boys are shaking in their fucking boots." And I'm like, "Here's the thing." You guys have no idea how many guys I'm talking to that are just wonderful men that I don't talk about because they're great. It's like, just fucking act right and you won't be on the podcast. We always That's used to it. say that. Like, don't give us a reason to talk about right. you because we're not going to yes. talk about you in a positive way. Like, right. that's how it's with podcasts. Right. Just act right. We've been saying that since day one. But yeah, like, be, you sent me one the other day and the guy was like, uh, he said, like, I'll talk to you, but not I'll talk to you, but I would love to get dinner, but can it stay between us? Yeah. And it's just like, or, okay, or. Or man, let's call him Tyler. It's a great dinner. You, you don't get brought up on the, you're not a subject. Right. Or if you do, it's like, I had an amazing dinner with this guy. No, he you knows it. it would be bad because we had a fucking thing where it went bad last year. And he fucking ghosted me. I love it. He's like, I will talk to you because he knows if he doesn't, he's going down. Yeah. But he wants to stay between you guys. Oh, these guys are shaking. Like They're their shaking. hands are tied. Yeah. That Does that bother you though? Like, how do you feel about it? In what way? How do you feel about, like, let's take the Army Hammer episode, for example, because mm -hmm. we even talked about that on ours. Telling that story where, like, what he did was fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel? What, do you have podziety about it or do you feel fine? Well, you know I have podziety. Not about the Army thing. I didn't care about him because fuck him. He's a literal piece of trash. Like, And you told that in a really good way. Yeah, yeah. He's a piece of trash. And it's been, you know, whatever anxiety I had was quelled by the fact that after I put it out, nine women reached out to me and were like, I was talking to him at the exact same time. Here's pictures. Here's everything. All the proof. And they're all so heartbroken and they're all so sad in the same way that I was when he fucking vanished from my life. Like, he's just not a good person. So that one I don't care about because I think we might be dealing with like an actual fucking demon. Like, I think maybe as like, if you watch the documentary, it's like, I think his family might have sold their souls to the fucking devil a long time ago. <laughs> so I don't know if we're dealing with a real person there. Um, <laughs> so that's not Do a I have nightmares that he's gonna murder me? Yes. Really? <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> So am I anxious? Not when I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> Only at night, am yeah. I? Yeah. And then the other one, it's like the fucking pastor. Fuck that guy, too. Like, he just, in college, he tried to manipulate me and shut me up. And he's still trying to do it to this day. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are emailing my, like, the company I work for? Saying I'm harassing you? Right. Like, get a fucking grip. The only thing that bothers me about that is that religious people are the worst in the comments so like the comments on that clip are a hellscape like i can't fucking go there like i had one the other day where someone was like 
someone said something nice about the like this is so funny da, 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 da. and someone responded being like well you have the emotional intellect of a 13 year old and the clip in the clip i'm talking about coming so i'm like what 13 year olds are you talking to about coming and then they responded with like this long thing where they're like i was just trying to be nice you're they called me the r word in the comments and i was just like okay i was like hope you heal because that's what i say to people when i'm like i'm not gonna win this i just say hope you heal with the little like prayer hands and then they're like i hope you find jesus and i was like okay so when i do will i start calling strangers on the internet the r word right like is, yeah. will that be like well i know i have found jesus when i start calling strangers horrible names like so so that bothers me because religious people are the angriest with oftentimes not much intellect and <laughs> correct and they go hard as fuck so it's like that one was a little trickier but i still think i did the right thing because that guy who's a pastor now was a piece of shit then if he's different now great love that for you i doubt it though because you're emailing me saying that your business is being ruined um is your business your church it's all just like so shady to me so i'm just like ugh, and never in the emails did he say i didn't do that right he's not saying this isn't true he's just like this is bad for business yeah and true. it's like so it's just bad for business because like how do you think it fell for your mental health Exactly. Is it bad for that? Right. Well, and the craziest thing, and he doesn't know this, is that his cousin fucking <laughs> sent me a DM being like, my cousin's the goat, gang, gang, with like, <laughs> put his full name in it. And I was like, hey, man, get your idiot family. <laughs> Just like solidified the story. I, was like, I remember that. He's yeah. Like, yeah. The cousin was like, oh, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, the cousin's like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I was there for that. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was calling it a sex crime, but I'm glad you just <laughs> yeah. said you were there. But gang gang it is, bro. Yeah, gang gang. <laughs> so overall though, like you you love doing the podcast. Like do you get excited for I the love, recording I days? love the podcast. I love podcast days. I wish we had more of them. Yay. I love being creative. I love hanging out with Brittany. I love seeing you. I'm just like I'm very happy. I'm very fulfilled. Sure, I get a little anxiety, but then I just remind myself nothing matters. We're all gonna die. Like is this going to go on a server that's going to outlast humanity? Probably, you know? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> People like to tell us that. Yeah. yeah, but also, who cares? Like, I think about it, and I'm like, I don't think fucking Alex Cooper is listening back to her first episode of, you know, Call Her Daddy and being like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. She's just doing Going forward. You just yeah. move forward. That's it. You just move forward. Yeah, it's yeah. not that serious. Yeah, nothing matters. No, and people lo people love like oh, you yeah you love the podcast we'll sit in when we listen like julie's oh listening God. right now now everyone calls in when you guys record yeah like it just used to be brandon and now julie I, jordan is like i'm coming the other day we were on the car and i'm just like sitting here listening to a clip of you in uh i would say bfl because that's what we call you guys bfl and bs and i was just cracking up i'm like i haven't laughed out loud from a podcast in so long like you guys Aww. are so hysterical together. Thank you. And separate too. Thank but, like, you. Yeah, no, I think I think we have a special thing because like whenever I'm serious, she'll throw something yeah. funny in, and then whenever she's serious, I'll throw something funny in. You know what I mean? So there's never. I mean, maybe that's just our trauma, and we can't let anything just be. But you <laughs> there know. it is. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's truly. It's because they you guys have the so many different levels that it's just like I sat for that Friday night. I remember it was like one of my favorite Friday nights and I felt like I just was listening to a podcast. You guys were doing it live. But I just sat at the bar and ate a burger and just like laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like the way you two go back and forth is unbelievable. Yeah. It's a really. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's good. And it's been so exciting to see you guys grow. And we're so happy thank you're part you. of the JMH yes. family. Growing very quickly. Yes. yes. We're throwing out that media kit. 
And it's Love it's it. easier to send an email when you're proud of it. Yeah. It, and it's just so cool to see you guys from like episode one and like where you're going to be in even like two months from now. It's it's crazy to think back to one. It's crazy yeah. to think back to like picking the branding. Yeah. Like and then we hadn't recorded the first episode and we were like, what's it going to be like? How are people going to receive it? And then you fast forward to now, which we're, we're a month and a half in. Like that's not six months. Mm-mm. Eight, like eight episodes. And it's just like, we already know so much. So yeah. it's the podcast world's fun. Yeah. Like it's it is really. Fun. It is fun. And I love hanging out with Britt. And I'm glad, you know, I knew it was going to be good because I know Brittany and I are solid. But like, I didn't know how quickly people were going to catch on to it. Like, I love reading the submissions. I was telling you this the other day. Like, even like just the submissions that don't make it onto the podcast. I am reading when they're like, huge fan from Germany. I, you know, pee every time I listen to this episode. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like, I know whatever everything's global but i'm like it's crazy to me that someone in germany is like already a diehard fan yeah yeah that's it just feels good and every wednesday they're like excited it's cool with you guys too because you have the prompts Mm -hmm. so when they're released like we don't have this you know nobody knows but it's like you could be like oh job worse like i can't wait to hear that i bet they have some like gnarly stories yeah Yeah. like i get invested in what topics you guys pick now yeah because i'm like oh i want to hear them talk about that Yeah. yeah It's cool. I don't think there's a lot of shows out there that have like a set segment in every single podcast. So you share yeah. your personal lives, but then you also have like this story that everyone gets to look forward to every episode. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we want to know what's next for you. Yes. Before we like, wrap up. Like what's the... I'm going to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> what's next is me peeing. Yeah. What's next is me peeing. Um, what's next for me in life? Yeah. Like what's your focus right now? <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, it's the podcast. The, the focus is the podcast. I'll probably do a tour again in fall, but a smaller one that's more thoughtful. Um, where I'm not like ping-ponging around the country. I put out my special probably like April or May of this year. The one that you were at. Um... And I'm kind of don't have a death grip on my career anymore. Like, I think Ooh. there's a mistake we all make where we're like, we want something so good. We're like, for me, for a long time, it was my movie. I was like, if I don't get this movie made, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. And I'm like, you know, there's always this thing in Hollywood where you're like, I'm aging out of being able to play the role like this person's in their 20s. And so it's like you feel like and I'm just like, fuck it. Whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. I just want to make money and have fun and enjoy the fucking ride. Like there's no, there's no big, like I need to do this or I'll never be happy. Cause the reality is I've gotten enough things where I'm like, I need this and then I'll be happy. And then I get it and I'm still not happy. And I'm like, oh, happiness is an inside job. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually all boils down to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So there is no, okay, we have no death grip. Good. Yeah. And before we wrap up, give everyone the socials where they can find you. Oh yeah. It's Brittany Schmidt, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-S-C-H-M-I-T-T. No D in there. I took all those in college. Um, <laughs> so it's BrittanySchmidt.com is my website. Brittany Schmidt on TikTok and Instagram. Okay. okay. Jordan thinks you're very funny. <laughs> and this is the worst. Oh, yeah. And this, this is, is the worst. worst right? episode, Jordan's like, I am cracking up. <laughs> Dead. Like, no. Wait, isn't it? This is the worst pod? Yeah. On yeah, all socials, yeah. you, like, don't you run it? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I literally run it. Literally <laughs> don't you not know? And this is the worst pod Everywhere. There you go. 
And okay. thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Let me know. And tune in every Wednesday to This is the Worst. And every Monday to <laughs> Get those plugs. Okay. <laughs> Plug that shit, girl. Okay, that's it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening to Mean Girl Pod, powered by Just Media House. I'm Alex Bennett. And I'm Jordan Woodruff. So, A.B., do what you do best. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. We are at Mean Girl Pod on all platforms. Stay connected with us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Snapchat at Mean Girl Pod. Podcast and social artwork and post-production by Creative Evolution Studios. Theme song to the Mean Girl Pod performed by Sergi Asbel. Mean Girl Pod, where your besties in your ear. New episodes every Monday.